today, the uh, Ministry of Public Safety did confirm that they will be making an announcement on April 28th uh, in regards to whether or not Surrey will return to the RCMP or stay with the Surrey Police Service. We are expecting an announcement sometime uh, Friday morning. Whatever that announcement uh, is, there will be significant repercussions, uh, not only, first of all, when it comes to policing, but in regards to politics um, in Surrey, uh, the second largest municipality in uh, Metro Vancouver, but also the broader repercussions when it comes to policing uh, in the Lower Mainland uh, uh, as well. There are municipal and provincial repercussions as well. Joining me now to talk a little bit about what to expect from the decision is Frank Buckholz. Uh, he's a Surrey Now leader columnist. Frank, thank you for joining us. Yeah, good to join you, John. Jazz. Um, there's lots to talk about here. First of all, what are you hearing in Surrey from Surrey residents uh, who also know that the decision is forthcoming? Uh, they've heard so many numbers being thrown around. What are you hearing uh, in Surrey in regards to this potential announcement on Friday? Well, I think most Surrey residents are kind of on tenterhooks because this thing has been going on for so long, and especially the last six months with the results of the municipal election and then uh, Mike Farnworth wanting quick response from Brenda Locke and her majority council and then sitting on the decision right to the end of April, which I still find very hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the meantime, we had a very high municipal tax increase to at least partially pay for having two police forces. And uh, I think people are just they don't know what to expect, but they know there's a decision coming, and they're, uh, I think a lot of them are kind of clutching their wallets nervously. <laughs> That's the most nonpartisan of comments, actually, <laughs> in a very political, uh, a very political issue. I think clutching their wallets is the right reference here. Um, are people at that point where they're like, they really don't care if it's SPS or RCMP, they just want to get on with it? Um, I think... People would certainly like there to be a final decision, but I think there is a lot of people who care one way or the other. Uh, as you know, the uh, Keep the RCMP in Surrey campaign has been you know, waging war on the idea of a Surrey police service right from the time Doug McCallum was elected in 2018. And I think there's a, a pretty strong core of supporters of the Surrey police service as well. So I think those people, and I think that that's a reasonably significant number, I would say it's you know, probably in the in the thousands, they're they're pretty uh, pretty focused on which service is going to get the nod. Uh-huh. Um, if you were a betting man, you don't have to answer this question. Any sense of where you think things are headed? Well, I keep hearing uh, commentators like Keith Baldry and others say, "Well, they're quite sure it's going to be the Surrey Police Service." I mean, he's plugged in Victoria. Maybe he's correct. Uh, he may well be. I I know that some Surrey MLAs have been lobbying hard for the Surrey Police Service. And uh, so my guess is that the minister's decision is going to lean in that direction. Uh But there may be some factors that, you know, change it. Yeah, I mean, they may not have even made their final decision now. They may be going right to the wire before they make it, although I'm pretty sure they have made it. You know, a month ago, I I would have said, based on the tea leaves, yeah, it looks like they're leaning towards Surrey Police Service, but even lately I'm hearing a lot to the point where it's like, well, no, it's a Surrey RCMP, but with conditions. So I think it's anybody's guess right now in regards to um, where this is is headed. Um, How much of an impact has all of this had 
on the community itself uh, in regards to being cohesive, uh, being open to uh, other opinions in, in, in that community? I mean, it seems to me from afar that this, the, the community has sort of been on tenderhooks and arguing amongst itself on, on this issue. Like, it's really split the community. Well, I think there's unquestionably it has. And I think we saw the results of that split in the municipal election results. I mean, Brenda Locke only won by a very small margin over Doug McCallum. And their two positions could not have contrasted more with one another. And I mean, their primary positions were on the police issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that definitely is the case. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, a lot of residents are, you know, like, not talking to somebody else because they support the other police service. But I think there's a lot of unhappiness with politicians at both the municipal and provincial level for how this thing has dragged on, how much it's cost, how there's been no firm decision, how it's been a political football for the past, you know, five years almost. And uh, have we got better policing service as a result of it? I would say certainly not at the present. Maybe we will when the decision is finally made and there's some clarity. Mm. Uh, I'm very curious, um, you know, whether or not you support Doug McCallum or not. I always believe in big decisions like this, whether it's municipal or provincial. You have to be open and transparent about where you're headed, uh, the potential cost to taxpayers, you may not always have the the finite number, the final number in regards to the transition, but how much of the blame do you do you lay at the feet of Doug McCallum? And I'm not talking about politically, but just the ability as an elected official to be open and transparent with citizens, whether they voted for you or not, in regards to the transition itself, um, uh, hearing from people and being open to hearing from people who may disagree with you, and for being transparent with taxpayers about this is what the transition will cost, this is how long it will take. Uh, how much of that do you think lays at the feet of Doug McCallum? Because from where I sit, it just seemed like an administration that kept all the numbers to themselves only opened up until after the election when they felt, oh, SPS may be jeopardized now. There, there wasn't that opens, openness and transparency that I think you expect from a statesman. I think you should always have transparency in government no matter what level. And I think there's no question that there was not transparency at the beginning. But I think it isn't solely McCallum to blame. I mean, he certainly probably should shoulder most of the blame because he took this decision on, he campaigned for it. But it was the province who approved it. It was Mike Farnworth who approved it. And he only approved it after he appointed Wally Opal to take a close look at it. And we didn't really get a lot of transparency from from them either. Uh And I think that... uh, You know, the province uh, bears part of the blame for this not being transparent. I've always maintained, I've written about it many times, there should have been a referendum on it right Mm. at the beginning with numbers, and then people could make a decision, and then you could move on. But, you know, they didn't choose to go that way. I always think with something like this, the public really does need to be consulted, but they also have to have accurate information so they can make a proper decision. No, I agree with you. It's one of those really, uh, you know, once in a generation, once every two generation decisions that the repercussions are so profound that you actually do and should ask a question uh, during a referendum. Um, Final question to you. What do you think this means in regards to the overall policing situation in Metro Vancouver. I mean, do you think we need to head towards a regional police force for Vancouver? 
Vancouver. Some have said one for Vancouver, one for the island, and one for the rest of British Columbia. That we need to get there to a, a provincial police force rather than this sort of balkanized policing structure, which is pretty much like our balkanized municipal government, government as well. 21 municipalities running a region of 2.5 million people, um, 21 police chiefs, fire chiefs, 21 mayors, 21 sets of older <laughs> councillors. I mean, there's just a better way to police and govern this area. Uh, I think that we need to move in that direction. Uh, the BC uh, legislature had a committee which talked about provincial policing, which we had in British Columbia until the 1950s. And uh, that might be a route to go. And I do think there's definitely a need for some level of regional policing beyond just the, you know, the squads that are regional in nature, like I hit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally don't really like the idea of one regional police force for Metro Vancouver. I think it would be best to have one in the South Fraser region and then perhaps another in the uh, Burrard Peninsula. Because I think if it was centered in Vancouver, I think those of us who are further away from the center core, we're not going to get the same level of service. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be a very interesting conversation on Friday when that uh, decision is made and announced. And uh, I'm sure we'll be calling you up to chat at that time as well. Frank, thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks, Jazz, and thanks for all your attention to this issue. I think yeah. you've uh, helped to illuminate it very nicely.